Hi there, and welcome to the Homestead Education Podcast. Do you have a homestead, farm, or just dream of a rural life? This is a show to help you and your kids grow your own food and grow as a person. I'm your host, Cody Hanner. I'm a homesteader, homeschool mama six, and small town enthusiast. I was raised by an old school rancher and blessed by the grace of God to have been exposed to so much of what rural life has to offer. Join me every week to talk about homesteading, homeschooling, and growth with a homestead education. So hi, everyone. Today we have Amber Brandsrud from the 1898 Mama, and she's a homesteader and homeschool mom of soon to be six kids in South Dakota. Hi, Amber. Hi, how are you? Great. Thank you for coming on today. Of course. So tell us a little more about yourself. So you pretty much put me in a nutshell right there. That's exactly what my life is. (laughs) I'm raising my kids, um, do any day with the six one. And right now we're just kind of enjoying the slow season of winter if you can call it that. Oh, right. Um, Yeah. I just had a long talk yesterday about how you have to kind of put your life into seasons or categories when you live as far North as we do. Yeah. (laughs) I I didn't say before, but I'm up on right on the Canadian border in Idaho. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're way more North than me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm literally a thousand feet from the border. So but you kind of get into these routines and it's when I first moved here, I definitely struggled. I had to start taking vitamin D because I was used to a little more sunshine and yes. had to put my life into, like I said, the routines you spend the winter time, you know, making freezer meals for baseball season, you know, or maybe you're making freezer meals for baby coming. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when are you due? I am due the 19th of this month. Yes. Oh so, my goodness. Yep, the last few days I've had to sit down and lay down on the couch and time some contractions thinking like, Ooh. oh, maybe I better take it a little easy. Right. Oh, I remember those times. I'm I'm glad that we're done, but at the same time, it always is a little nostalgic. Yeah. <laughs> but our three-year-old definitely, um, he made sure that he was number six and, or that he was the last one and that he <laughs> no more needed to come. So <laughs> that's and, how we felt after number two. And here we are. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, he's still like, he is, I mean, when they say like, I don't negotiate with terrorists, like there's not even any negotiating with him. He just goes around it and does it himself. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He doesn't even, someone, they're like, does he not understand the word no? And I'm like, no, he just thinks that no, I'm not doing it for him, that he should just go do it himself. So (laughs) I'll do great things someday then. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really, I'm hoping that that's like what we're seeing happening and not that um, we'll have to bail him out of jail a lot. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) hopefully it goes in the direction. (laughs) Right. Like he tried to make himself his own eggs the other morning. So like, got the eggs out, cracked them into the bowl, mixed them up, put milk and salt and pepper in them and had them in the pan with the pan on before my daughter caught him. Oh man. Yeah. And I mean, it was, he was so quiet about it. She thought he was just playing out of her sight. And he, I mean, he'd made it out to the mud room and got eggs out of the fridge and (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I mean, of course she's 14. She's probably on her phone or something, but (laughs) gotta love it. So the reason I kind of came across you is I was checking out a little ebook that you'd put together on mom burnout. Yes. And, you know, I just, I feel like as homestead moms, we feel like we have to do everything. 
Like we're running farms and we're running families. Yes. So I just would love to talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. Um, Well, I guess, you know what I was going to ask before, because this is always, everybody wants to hear about this. What do you have on your homestead? Um, So we have beef cattle. We have um, meat sheep. We did have a dairy cow and she just died. So now I am raising her calf. Been there. (laughs) Unless we can come across a cheap dairy cow. Um, You know, chickens, ducks. We usually do turkey. I think I'm going to skip that this year. Um, (laughs) I get it all. We have one horse. Bees and bees. (laughs) be like, you have to have a lawnmower, you know. (laughs) We actually, we, uh, we have a very old riding lawnmower <laughs> that chooses to work sometimes and chooses not to. So if it doesn't work, we just put up some temporary fence and let the animals mow the lawns for us. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? Well, so I'm trying to have that attitude right now because our herding dog got hit by a snowplow. Oh, yeah, man. really bad. And it was my daughter's dog. It was all sad. <clears throat> um. I thought our hot wire was working. Turns out he was just really good at his job. So nobody would get out of their pins. And like literally the next day after he died, I have 25 pigs in my yard. No way. (laughs) And I cannot keep them out. I mean, and we went up to check the hot wire and turns out it had been down for a while. So it's frozen into the ground. So we kind of just have to wait Yes. Um, it was on the back side of the pin, so nobody even noticed because when no one was getting out, there was no reason to think that there was any issues. And so we got a new herding dog, but he's only 10 weeks old. And I have some awesome video of him like herding all the pigs back up to the barn. I was like, this guy's gonna rock, you know. But you know, in the meantime, he has to stay inside because he gets into trouble, you know. So he only gets to go out when we tell him to. He doesn't get to be outside and just keep everybody where they're supposed to be so (laughs) and but my yard is currently very aerated because the pigs have handled that (laughs) yeah I I can't imagine some days I think I want pigs and then I I talk to people that have pigs and I'm like well we'll keep uh buying locally (laughs) yeah uh you know we have nine sows so we are the buy locally people oh man (laughs) (laughs) you know I sell about 200 piglets a year and then we raise we raise them out to like sell as whole and half hogs. And then we also a couple times a year, we get them butchered at a, a USDA plant so I can sell retail cuts off the farm. But I don't, I mean, I just like to keep some on the farm and then people come to buy other stuff or, and then I'll just sell them, you know, little bits of what we have, or I trade a lot of it. Yeah. We do a lot of trade up here. <laughs> See, and I can't find very many people to trade with around me. I want really? to very many homesteaders within the hundred mile radius of me probably oh no yeah I'm surrounded by corn and beans for miles and miles gotcha I know that one (laughs) we actually just drove through South Dakota a few months ago it's South Dakota right yep yeah we drove through there a few months ago and I was like I remember being here when I was a kid and I don't remember it being so gorgeous yeah well West River so like it's a lot more gorgeous than when I li- where I live, which mm. I think I love where I live, but I would like some mountains. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could live without mountains. Yeah, it's very, very flat here. I'm kind of an explorer. And so I like to go up and then be able to see what I'm looking at. Yeah. 
um so uh have you considered starting like a swap page on facebook or something no i that's never even crossed my mind no we have some of those locally um we have a really like tight small community here so a lot of times i can just be like this is what i need call the neighbor and be like yeah we need a ton of grain um do you guys need pork and i'll call all the neighbors who have grain and you know, try to trade a pig or something. And it's genius. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I, someone bites, sometimes they don't, but then we have like the opposite. My husband's a mechanic and we'll have someone call and be like, Hey, can he come fix this for, you know, a gallon of honey? Like, heck yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm going to have to do that as soon as I get off with you. Right. Like, and you can, you'll get other people to join and then, you know, come harvest season, you know, someone cans and they have extra apples, you know, and like, hey, come get my extra apples or they'll have scraps and you can go get scraps to feed to your pigs. And it makes for nothing's going to waste and everybody's sharing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, back to your little ebook, or I say little ebook. That was really rude because oh, I Oh, no, it is little. Way. It's very quick. <laughs> it, I, I was saying little in the that I love that it was a really quick read and I felt better afterwards. I was okay. like, I, I think I needed to hear that today. Um. Sometimes I've had people refer to my curriculum as that little book you wrote. And I'm like, it's 300 pages. So So I realized I was like, that sounded bad as soon as I said. Oh, no, you're fine. So I really like how you break it down by the different parts of life that's kind of going on. The first one you mentioned here is delegation. And I am all about that. Like I'm actually speaking on it this year. Are you? Oh, I'm horrible at delegating. (laughs) Um, It's the, I I call it the self-sufficient kids. And, and, you know, you talk about delegating um, like your husband telling you to delegate. And I know that is a hard one for me. (laughs) Yes. He's like, just make the kids do it. And I'm like, or you could do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I guess I I don't ever have the issue with my husband. I get more mad that he's telling me to delegate when I know I should, but I'm not doing it. Right. (laughs) No, I definitely uh, get that one. I, yeah, he's always like, if you're stressed out, just have a kid do it. And I'm like, having a kid do it sometimes is more work for me. And it really is. Um, How old are your guys' kids? My oldest turned 10 this summer. Okay, so we have some... 10, 9, 5, 3, 2. And 1, 0. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, but yeah, you know, those older kids, they are great at taking some of that on. Mm-hmm. Um, something we did right off the bat is everybody has, we have the everybody helps rule, but the way we did that is it's not just, you have a chore of taking the trash out, which will kitchen chores are rotating. So that is kind of a chore, but each of the kids has something in the house that they are in charge of like start to finish. Mm-hmm. So like they have to keep inventory and let me know if we're low on something or, you know, like I am thinking in my head right now, my 14 year old is completely in charge of our fire. 
um, we have a heat more system that like has to be started twice a day yep, or, you know, packed twice a day. That is like 100% his job. He needs to keep an eye on the thermostat all day long. He needs to let us know if we're running low on firewood. And then it's not like my husband's like, oh, okay, great. Go cut two more cords. Like then all the boys go out and cut two more cords, but it's his job to let us know what's happening so that we can plan for it. And so I find it gives them a lot of ownership rather than they're just doing a chore. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of made him the manager of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, not to say it's always perfect, but, you know, they'll be like, you know, we're like, why are you out there for so long? He's like, oh, I was completely out of rounds and I had to put bark in. And we're like, why didn't you tell us we were out of rounds? He's like, oh, I didn't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) No. And now we're busy through Friday. This, you know, really stinks, but (laughs) usually it works out. So, um, so yeah, your little guy is, I mean, your 10 year old. Is your 10-year-old a boy or a girl? Girl, yep. Oh, yeah. She needs to be running the house. Yeah. (laughs) She's she's fairly good at it. Good deal. Uh, Yeah, my 14-year-old daughter runs a lot of the house. I mean, she's... um, But she likes it, you know, and she makes it part of her homeschool day. And, you know, she reads while she's cooking and stuff. So it works out. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely part of why I hired a team recently, though, is I was like, oh, my gosh, like she was going to like take over while I finished my book. And it took off so much that I never really stepped back in to where I was. Yeah. And then we had a housekeeper that came in once a week to keep the kitchen like really spot on for like YouTube videos and stuff. And she went away to college. So I'm like, I've got to I've got to get somebody else in here like now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, during winter, so obviously we're inside a lot more. She uh she does a lot less of the taking care of the house, but mm. spring, summer, fall, she's hours upon hours, it seems. Here, you gotta watch the little ones. Yep. No, I know how that one is. They um she comes out to help me in the garden and they're supposed the babies are supposed to be playing on the swing set or something and they're like, you know, sissy, come play, sissy, come play. I'm like, whatever, just go play with them. It keeps them out of my garden. Yes. <laughs> my five-year-old's really good. He likes to pull weeds and he likes to transplant and he does a good job at it. He's actually my best transplanter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even my 14-year-old daughter, she plants everything sideways. I'm like, what? Stand it up. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but yeah, my three-year-old, he, well, last summer he was two. I don't know. He's like I said, something else he wants to help, but he like, is just on a mission. And so he just comes in and like pulls up everything. That's a plant. (laughs) Yeah. I will actually like grow 10 to 15 extra seeds of each thing. Knowing that a toddler is going to ruin it at some point. Oh yeah. 100%. (laughs) I'm convinced that's like their goal in life is just to destroy something. Yes. (laughs) so you know I actually I saw this thing on the internet last night I don't know it was just a reel or something but it like it really hit home for me and it was the completion of tasks like I don't remember what the what word she used but it's when you're delegating whether it be your husband or your kids talk to them about the 
I know completion wasn't the word she used because I know that with my husband and my kids, I'm always like, can you finish what you started? But it's the yes, like, I, I totally understand what you're saying. It's the wrapping up of the task that, yes. you know, the husband is, will say, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll give the babies their bath tonight. And you're like, yay. And then the next day you go in to get your shower and the shower's full of baby toys. Yes. Or there's like still a puddle from the bath or something. Yes. Yeah. And so that's a big one that like, it kind of just, it hit home as I, I know that I say it, like when I'm storming around the house, I'll like, I asked you to take the trash out, but you left trash all over the floor and then you didn't, you know, put the bag back in and, you know, they're just hearing want, 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 like the whole time. Like I'm kind of, I like saved the reel so that I can play it for everybody and have it, you know, it doesn't do me any good to have to delegate tasks to them if I have to wrap them all up yes yes please finish your job yeah either wrap either if I have to wrap them up or you know even just making them come back and do it like it takes more time and like adds more stress yes it does so like I said I'm actually gonna save that reel and well I saved it I'm gonna like have everybody listen to it and be like what does this mean to you you know like what do you plan repeat over and over (laughs) Uh, we have a couple with ADHD so I mean it's yeah it's you know they're going to take apart an engine and they drag out all the tools and then they need another part and they go in back into the garage and they find fishing gear and suddenly they're going to become they're going to learn how to tie flies yeah <laughs> even though we don't fly fish and so then they've got all the stuff out and realize that like they need stuff out of my sewing kit to tie flies. So then they come in the house and get out my sewing kit. And it's just like, and they're not putting anything away as they go. <laughs> With one of our kids, we call it the Wyatt trail. Like if you need to find him, just follow the trail of all of his projects. Wow. He's got his own name. Yeah. He, the other day he's like, I need to go buy a new hoodie. And I was like, I've bought you so many hoodies. He's like, yeah, I don't know where they're at. I'm all there all over the farm. Go look. And he wouldn't do it. And I finally made it. He, the neighbors borrowed a, our horse trailer and he went out to help him hook it up and found one of his hoodies. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) I found the other one buried in some hay. And you would think this is like my seven-year-old. No, it's my 17 year old. Oh man. (laughs) I was like, just go for a walk around the farm. You'll find a whole wardrobe. (laughs) And he's kind of, he gets cold really easy. Like he's skinny jerk, (laughs) (laughs) but he wears layers like in the spring and then just strips them all over the farm. And by the time he comes home, comes back from working for the day, he's sometimes just in his pants. Like doesn't even have a shirt on, you know? And I'm like, where are all your clothes? (laughs) We have an issue with socks. We have socks everywhere, but not much of anything else. I'm sorry. I just choked on my coffee. <laughs> yeah, don't die on me. Right? Well, <laughs> usually I don't even do coffee with these, but the kids, I was just in another place this morning and I was like, oh my gosh, I need coffee. <laughs> I didn't do coffee yesterday until I went and met with a friend in town for coffee at 11. And like, I got there and I was talking to her. I couldn't even remember her husband's name. I was like, uh, I've known you guys for two years. Um... That guy you're married to. Oh, <laughs> I promise I care. <laughs> hmm Oh, goodness. So let's see what else you got in here. Because I'm 
Like the screen time. Oh my gosh. How do you deal with screen time? So when I wrote this book, originally I was going to talk about the kids screen time. And then I realized I wanted to kind of go a separate direction since this is geared towards mom Yeah, and talk about our own screen time. Because I know that when I'm scrolling and my kids interrupt me, I get sharp and short with them. Mm-hmm. Just like they do when I do it to them. And so I kind of had to take a step back and be like, well, do I really need to scroll for two hours a day? Do I really need to scroll for two hours before I go to bed? Like, it's just not necessary. Um, So when I was writing this book, I was like, okay, we need to take a look in the mirror before we, we can't parent if we're going to be doing that stuff. So that's such a good point. I think modeling behavior. Definitely talking about your own screen time habits and making sure that you're using your screen time for good things and not rotting your brain away, basically. No, I agree. We, uh, we do this thing where at the end of the day, we compare screen time hours. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And then it just, um, I don't always monitor by their like they aren't allowed a certain number usually um we had to go out of town for two weeks and leave the kids home alone and my daughter's screen time got really high and she's good at managing herself so I just had to be like let's try to keep it under a certain number of hours of play stuff yeah even if you're over those hours but you can show that you were like you know reading or something like that then that's fine um because you know like I said it's winter time and we're homeschooled and if we're not doing school that day like yeah you know whatever do your thing but yeah we compare it at the end of the day and I go you know see I was I was on my phone for four hours and so were you but I also run my business off my phone Mm -hmm. so I'm like you know even that Instagram time is probably half of that is business half or more is business because even when I'm scrolling I'm taking notes of things I want to do and popping back over to um make notes in my phone and stuff so it's kind of a different you know and I you know it's not a justification of my screen time although sometimes I'm mom so you know (laughs) (laughs) but it's to give them that like bigger picture that like if it says I was on Instagram for two hours probably a good hour to hour and a half of that was working Mm -hmm. so See, and I used to be like very anti-screen time. Like, come on, we can't be letting our kids do this. We're homeschoolers. We can't be letting them <laughs> on there all the time. And my husband's like, well, because he doesn't know diddly about any technology. Yeah. It's like, well, I want them to be like you, which I'm not that great either. I feel like I'm very mediocre, but it's like, I want them to be able to be able to type and record and all this stuff. And uh I think there's a difference between using the technology we have as the tools they were invented to be. Yeah, exactly. We're not getting away from it. So yeah. And sometimes that tool is for entertainment, but it's just part of what the tool is for. It's not the only source of entertainment. Yeah. So I've definitely had to come to terms with, okay, it's okay that they're doing this. And so I definitely invested in things like, like night zookeeper Mm -hmm. and adventure Academy and that kind of stuff. Good deal. Yeah. I finish it up. I can say, okay, go for it. My five-year-old knows in the morning that on school days, because I usually don't get to his school day till later in the day because I help the twins because they're 14. So they're doing like algebra and stuff. They need a little more hands-on with some of those courses. 
other than that, I, I think they need to be able to teach themselves at this age, but I'm there for help. Yeah. Um, so I get to him later in the day. So if he wants to be on his tablet, he has to do a lesson of reading eggs and a lesson of IXL before he gets to, you know, just watch something on YouTube or yeah. and we monitor what's happening on YouTube, but it's better yeah. than having our big TV on because our 14 year old son is autistic and he can't focus on anything if the TV's on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It could be Coco Melon. And I mean, he's like sitting at the table, like uh, slack jawed watching Coco Melon. <laughs> so if, if we have it off, then my five-year-old can be playing on his tablet, like in the other room and it doesn't affect him as much. So. Yeah. I asked in a, a homeschool group on Facebook once, like how often do your kids get screen time and it ended up turning into this conversation of how much screen time public kids or public school kids are getting mm-hmm. and my job literally opened wide when I realized they're they're on screens like 90 to 95 percent of the day oh yeah I have no idea like you know and our kids they aren't on them all day long at school I mean they use their computers at 14 they need to be able to do research or I I only buy ebooks sometimes to save money because I'm like, yeah, they're oh, yeah. 15. They don't need a book in front of them. Yeah. Sometimes they prefer to have it on their phones because then they can lay on the couch and read science. And um, totally just blinked out. See, I told you it's it's a real thing. It's happened ever since COVID. My brain will just stop. And I'm like, what was I even talking about? <laughs> I mean, I know what I was talking about, but it's still... Um, so yeah, they're on screens minimally during the day, like, you know, the tools or, you know, during lunch, they get to, you know, play a game on their phone while they're eating their sandwich or something. They don't, you know, it's not like recess in public school. They've spent all their time together all morning. They want, right. their, they want their video game during sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, in the evenings they're playing together. We're watching a movie together as a family, which is still screen time, but still different. Yeah. See, and I think like too, during the winter, obviously it's a lot more like once spring comes and summer comes, mm-hmm. we all want to be outside. We don't want to sit and yeah. stare at the screen. No, they don't. I mean, Close. they're definitely outside way more. And, you know, we don't even have video game systems. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it's like you said, they, they, get done with school and they're outside and they're doing other things. So it's definitely when they do have public school friends and I see the difference, I'm like, holy moly, which I mean, they were public school seven or eight years ago, but like my littles have never even, they do co-op and they think that's the best. Mm. So, starting to say no. Yes, that's such a tough one. Yes, absolutely. Um, how do you do it? So we, because we live about forty-five minutes from any big city. I mean, we live about maybe two minutes from a small, small town, but where all the activities are and stuff. If we can't get everybody on the same night or the same time, same day, then we're just skipping that season. So right now 
both of my girls get gymnastics Monday nights. Nice. And like next season, if we can't get them at the same time or within a few hours of each other, they're just going to have to skip it and figure out something else. Now, my son, he is actually choosing to do sports that are available in this small town. So he does basketball. So, I mean, he can ride his bike there. Oh, Um, that's great. No, but because the girls don't like any of the sports that are around here, they kind of may or may not get it. And that's just what they do. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those ones. We, uh, we live 40 minutes from the closest town mm-hmm. period. <laughs> well, I guess we live closer to a Canadian town, but you know, oh, yeah. that doesn't do us any, well, yeah. now it's starting to open back up, but it didn't do us any good for a long time. So okay, over there, yeah, we definitely, we dial it back for sure. And then we have seasons where individual kids can be like, like my one son, he plays baseball and that is his thing. Mm -hmm. So we kind of do, nobody else gets to do anything else during baseball season. Everybody else helps out with his chores. Everybody, you know, packs, you know, sack dinners so we can all do dinner together at the baseball field. And, but then that rotates and other people, like my daughter has a summer, she started a business nannying. Um, so during the summer, she's a nanny and so she's not home to do the chores. So then my son takes over for her doing her chores around the house. And it just kind of, it makes it where everybody has their thing that they get to, that it gets to be all about them for a little bit. Right. And then, you know, like last year, my daughter wanted to play softball. So I'm like, okay, softball's during baseball season. So yeah, we'll just make it work. But it was easier than if she... Like she usually does writing lessons and I'm like, come baseball season, you can't do writing lessons because those are in the morning. Baseball's at night. I can't drive to town twice a day. Like it's just not, not that we never drive to town twice a day, but we try to avoid it. (laughs) Right. Those aren't good days. (laughs) (laughs) The other day, my husband had to go back and forth. I think three times it was. Yuck. (laughs) Yeah. Our son's car broke down. And so he had to take him to work and I had an appointment in the middle of the day and there was a miscommunication. So instead of me being able to be like, oh, I'll just ride with you in the morning and we'll go to breakfast and then do my appointment. He took off before I even woke up. And then like, I call him and I'm like, hey, uh, you know, and he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, it's cool. I'll just take my own car to town. I go to start my car and the battery was dead. Oh no. So I was like, I'll just wait for you to come home and we'll ride together. And so, yeah, he had to do three trips back and forth by the end of the day. Cause then we're in town and we're trying to call our son to be like, are you done working? Cause he works for a contractor. So we never know when he's done. And we literally like walked through the door and we get a phone call that he was done. And it was like two 30. Like we wouldn't have even expected him to be done that early. We're like, well, let's go home. We'll have a few hours before he's done. Yeah. <laughs> so, didn't really work out. But it is nice having a teenager that drives now. Yeah, I'm very excited for that to come. <laughs> right. Uh, of course, he gets himself grounded so much. He never, it doesn't always work for him, but you know. <laughs> um, so prioritizing you, that's a really good one. Yes. And that one, I think also kind of ebbs and flows. Like, obviously, I'm about to have a season where yeah, it's not, not going to be about you. <laughs> Um, but that one I definitely had to learn about too. 
And finally, so I'm not very good at letting other people watch my kids. And even with my own husband, honestly, like I had to start delegating parenting tasks to him basically. And that was a, that was a tough thing for me to learn because Mm -hmm. we parent different. And uh, yeah, so he has definitely taken over a lot of um, watching the kids and, you know, changing of the diapers and things, which with the first three to four kids, I just didn't do anything. And I was always with them. Um, And I finally started just basically losing my crap all the time because I never got time to myself. So I finally started doing that about once every other week ish, I'll leave and kind of find something to do. That's important. Yeah. You know, I, my husband is a very hands-on dad. He's, he's been a stay at home dad since he got out of the military. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, with the babies, like he was always super hands-on. In fact, our last one was really hard on me medically and he was in the NICU and all sorts of stuff. And when we got home, I mean, he, he was on baby duty. Um, I, I always pull night shift and then he does day shift. <laughs> he doesn't do nights very well. So it works out pretty well. And then he, he lets me nap or would let me nap, you know, during yep. the day as I needed so that I could pull night shift. And yeah, um, he's like, it's the teenagers he doesn't do so well with, which is that makes that one hard is I'm like, you know, even this morning I'm in here with the door shut. I can hear the babies playing right outside the door there, but I'll come out and like the teenagers won't be doing anything and the house will be thrashed. And I'm like, couldn't you have had them pick up? Like, I feel like if I, if I leave the space, then nothing else happens. Yes. See, and I still have that issue, whether it's my husband or the grandparents or Mm -hmm. whoever's babysitting. When I come home, it's almost more stressful to come home because the entire house is trashed. Mm-hmm. Like they're cool. able to eat on the couch then. And they're, they've been scrolling YouTube shorts for an hour or two hours or something. Yeah. And that's what I've been working on with them is the decision fatigue that we have. So, you know, even with something like that, he'd be like, well, you didn't tell me to have them pick up. I'm like, you can look around and see that that needed to happen. So, you know, one of the ones we're working on, he's always helped with dinner. That has never been an issue I mean him being a stay-at-home dad he really he really took on the role like if I'm not gonna work then and I mean he's a disabled vet he was blown up three times so he's he's contributes yeah and he contributes financially you know the VA takes pretty good care of us but um he's always taken on you know dealing with kids and meals and that type of stuff he cooks probably about half the nights honestly at this point he cooks more than I do because the kids have taken on some of my nights but with the business growing it's kind of it's that season of our life yeah and but what I've had to ask him to do is on the nights that you're cooking that needs to be completely on you like you need to see what we have you need to go to the grocery store you need to decide what we're eating. Because yeah. I'll say, you know, I'm really busy. Can you handle dinner tonight? And he's like, yeah, what should I cook? I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know, make spaghetti. And he's like, well, do we have everything? I'm like, I don't know. Go look. 
Yes. See, and this is going to be really tough for me. Every time I have a baby, my husband will go to Walmart and he'll spend like $300 on cereals and like frozen pizzas and chips and all of the things. Hi, bud. And I'm like, nothing healthy. Like (laughs) we have to do this. So I'm really going to be conscious this time to not say anything and just like, that's how we look at it as a season of life. Like I had to laugh when I was finishing up my last book. The last part of it is all on like personal health. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of, you know, home cooking and herbalism and those types of things. My husband and oldest son were gone on a fire. They're firefighters. And my 14 year olds were running the house. And usually my daughter does the cooking when they're running the house, but she's better she's better with the computer stuff. So she was actually helping me like write my business or write my book, like putting together the glossary and stuff. So my 14 year old son who's autistic was doing all the cooking, like handling babies and handling the barn. And I mean, he's high functioning autistic, but he's still, we have our challenges, you know? And so he was doing all the cooking and I couldn't, you know, he, he can do tacos and that type of stuff, but for lunches and breakfast, I literally, I just sucked it up. I went to the store and I bought like frozen burritos and frozen pizzas. And it's not our normal thing, but it's our season. It was our season of life. Yeah. yeah and I think that it, it makes it almost exciting for the kids too. When something like that happens. Oh yeah. I, um, we had a friend have an issue the other night and we went to help. And then the kids were like, so are you doing something for dinner or not? And I was like, well, we're in town, so I'll go ahead and pick something up. And we went to the store and my husband and I walked up and down every single aisle, couldn't decide what we wanted. And finally, I ended up bringing home three bags of burritos <laughs> and the kids were ecstatic. I was like, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, it works like we make homemade burrito, frozen burritos sometimes. And I mean, they plow through them just as fast. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you talk about tiny accomplishments. What What's that? Yeah. So I feel like being a stay-at-home <clears throat> homeschooling mom, I personally feel like I have to prove myself a lot. Like my kids are learning. Like I am staying home. Yes, but I'm doing all these things and I need to prove to everybody that I'm not sitting on the couch all day long doing nothing. Right. And <laughs> No, after a while, I was like, why am I doing all these things? And I, I ended up having to cut out a lot of my life or a lot of things out of my life, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I was like, okay, now there's too much empty space. <laughs> and uh, it almost backfired on me. But when I looked back on my days and I was kind of went through like a journaling season where I would write down, you know, what went well that day? What didn't go well that day? And I was thinking like, you know, just getting out of bed, brushing your teeth in some seasons is huge. Like I remember, and I'm probably about to go through it again, like not even brushing my teeth until 4 p.m. because I'm dealing with the babies all day. Yeah. And we don't think about like the fact that just rocking your baby is a very important task and you need to celebrate those little things. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually drug my recliner into the bedroom when the last baby was small so that when I had time with him, it was just me and him. 
so that I could get that rest. If he fell asleep in my arms, I could put my feet up and just watch a TV show by myself, just enjoying him there with me. Yeah. And we did had some bonding issues because of how long he was in the NICU. So that was the most important thing I needed to be doing when he was small. Absolutely. And as moms, we don't think of that. Like we think the kitchen needs to be clean. You know, my floor is not vacuumed, but in reality, these Instagram pictures that we see, if we would see beyond what we see on the lens, I guarantee you their houses are probably just as bad as ours. Oh, I'm sure of it. And if it's, if they're not, it's, oh, I've seen, you know, there's a lot of these homeschool families that are doing, you know, K-12 type programs that the kids are still sitting in front of a screen all day and mom's cleaning. Yeah. Or mom doesn't have a homestead or a business or, and that's, it's a thing now for yeah. homestead homeschool moms to be working from home to support their families or help support their families or being able to bring their husbands home because that's what we want to be able to be the focus of our lives. Right. See, and I mean, I would love for my husband to be home most days, but honestly, like if we take a step back and think as homesteaders, we have this huge opportunity to homeschool our kids just by going out and, you know, breaking the ice on the water and then having to fix a fence and then feeding the pigs or whatever your chores may be like those Absolutely. are huge. And cause then they start asking questions. That. Yeah. Like sometimes it's just, you know, especially when they're like, man, your, your kids age right now is like the best because they have questions. My 14-year-olds are kind of past the questions, except for why do I have to do it? (laughs) But they still, they come, they think in different ways. And I love the conversations that we do have. I mean, my 14-year-old, he raises dairy heifers. He raises and uh, halter breaks the heifers. Okay. And he can talk dairy cows forever. And it's great because I can have these real conversations with him and then he'll stop like halfway through and be like so how is it that cows can get everything they need from hay and we can't and I'm like yes thank you (laughs) and then we get to have a whole anatomy lesson and then my daughter who wants to be a vet she's like "Ooh, what are you guys talking about and she's over there listening and it's great see and here's another thing I just thought of too is I feel like we Okay, I shouldn't say we as general. Like me personally, I feel like I need to keep, I need to make sure my kids learn all the things. And if you like your son knows exactly what he wants to be, or if he has a business that he can start, why does he need to learn something else? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But you know, he's always said he wanted to be an engineer because he really likes math and that type of stuff. Yeah. And the other day he was talking about how he wants to be able to take his dairy herd with him when he goes to college. And do a small raw herd dairy as his part-time job, which my husband have already talked about when they do go to college, we're just going to buy them a small house in the town. They both want to go to school in. So it'll just, because the closest college is like five hours away. Yeah. So and we're like, well, I mean, I'd be good with buying, you know, even a place with a couple acres would be enough for him to do his dairy. Yeah. And our kids are good with living out in the boonies and driving 
you know, 45 yeah. minutes to town if they need to. So, and we're like, yeah, let, we could do that for him. And I said, have you ever considered doing your mate, like becoming an ag engineer? And he's yeah. like, really he's like, well, what's that? What do they do? And so I said, do you remember when I used to work in the big food plants and there was all those, all that equipment that would, you know, sort walnuts or whatever? He's like, yeah. I'm like, that all had to be designed by engineers that know how to work with food. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what? You know, I was telling him like all this, you know, I said, remember when we went to so-and-so's dairy and they had the full system set up that was, you know, we just have the one milker and he was like, suddenly all of his wheels started turning. And it's like, that was super awesome to see and like so he busted back out some of his engineering books so that he can start looking at how he can apply that to stuff around our farm and I love that like if he was in public school you want to have time for that right we actually only do formal sit-down school three days a week oh nice sometimes less but that's seasons of life (laughs) yes exactly seasons like right now we're we're doing a lot more sit down then we will in, in a month oh, from now. Christmas break, my kids were so mad at me. I was like, we're doing school like seven days a week during Christmas break because we're a little behind. And they're like, but it's Christmas break. I'm <laughs> like, you're homeschooled. I know. I guess. You're going to get, yeah, you do it for like two hours a day. You're fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's during those days. That's when we focus on math and you know, like official science, like not that homesteading isn't a science, but I mean, you still need your chemistry and your physical science and that type of stuff. I mean, I was an ag major and I had to take all of those. So I'm like, yes, that we're doing this and they're eighth grade. So they're starting to be thinking in college and those types of things. So yeah. Um, so they do their math, they do their English. Um, my daughter is a beautiful writer, but she's dyslexic and has dysgraphia. So we spend a lot of her time. She writes stories, but types them out. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of go from there. She's taking creative writing at her co-op and that is like her thing at the moment. So, yeah. and it really, so it's making it where I can encourage her to do the other things in English that she doesn't want to do because it's towards something she wants to work on. Yeah. So I'm like, let's do it you know I think she's seeing my books get bought and published and how excited people are at the events and so she's like maybe I could start writing some books I was like yeah let's do it you know so I'm excited to see that I actually just read a book um by an unschooler that super inspired me um I don't remember what it was called I think it was like unleash your teens or something like that Okay. I'm always having to like look it up. She has a few different books. I read the one about teens, but what would you categorize yourself as? Are you guys like unschoolers or what are you? We're like both. <laughs> um for our actual academics, the you know, math, English, science, we're almost like school at homers. Okay. Like I'm pretty strict on that needing to happen on a regular basis. And then the other four or five days a week that we're not schooling, we're pretty much unschoolers, mm-hmm. which I know sounds really weird to do it both like that, but oh, I no. let them really explore who they want to be during the week. And we read, we do out loud reading and like, I even sit and out loud read to the 14 year olds. Mm-hmm. And cause sometimes it's 
I'm reading to them like a book that both the five-year-old and the 14-year-olds would enjoy together. And sometimes I'm reading to them out of some, you know, food history book that I'm reading. Even if they only get a chapter of it, it just opens their mind a different way. And that's how we end up going down these rabbit trails. I mean, I just got my son the Guinness's Book of World Records for this year. And not only is he sitting there reading it, he's each fact that really like lightens him up he's getting out his phone and looking at more details. So I'm like, there's your school for the day. (laughs) Like, uh, Let's see. Here's my books that I've read. So yeah, it's called teens unleashed by Carla Williams. And I'll link that in the show notes as well. But she has a few other unschooling books that I, I want to read. I just happened to read this one first. And I I think I read it in like a week. It wasn't. And that was just reading like a chapter a night. And it really opened my eyes to how I wanted to formulate school over the next few years. So, of course, then I was all excited. Like I went out and I'm like, we're all going to learn something this weekend. <laughs> and then. So I'm all excited. I have a stack of books next to my chair and I'm going to read all weekend and then have something great to report back to the kids, like to model this behavior. And at the end of the weekend, I'm like, but you know, it's specifically says like, don't push them, you know? So I was just like, okay, like get excited about learning. And at the end of the weekend, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to tell you what I learned. And like, I'm like, do you guys want to go first? And they're like, yeah, we learned. We probably should have listened to you. We didn't do it. Oh, Oh. I was so disappointed, but I'm like, well, I guess they didn't read the books. <laughs> yeah. <Fail. laughs> yeah. We all have our moments, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I got the, like I even said, the Guinness's book of world records. I got it as a gift um, for when we were gone for two weeks. I was happy that they had taken such good care of the house. And so I went and bought them all something that they would enjoy. And I knew he would enjoy that. He likes the fact style books. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I said, he's turned it into almost like a curriculum for himself. So I'm like, whatever, like if that's, if that's where you're going to learn and dig deep and find things that motivate you. Yes. Whatever it is, what it is, you know, let it go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So let's see here. Was that, so how do you handle, um, like farm chores with the kids and stuff? Um, so each kid gets their own specific chore. Well, I shouldn't say each kid, the older Mm -hmm. three do. So, um, like right now in the winter, my oldest son has to go out every morning and break the ice. Um, he has to kind of just check over the livestock, make sure, you know, everybody's still good. My daughter is actually doing more of the inside stuff right now. So like once a week she has to bake the bread and, that kind of stuff. Um, and I actually started my son on some of that this week too. Good. So once a week, he has to make pizza dough. And then my five-year-old is chicken chores. So she goes out and feeds and gathers eggs and stuff. Good deal. Yeah. I definitely, my boys cook as much as my girls. She will definitely get in there and be more creative with the cooking, but I've taught all of them how to do and you know, with my husband cooking too, they don't balk at it too much. Right. But they actually, my 17 year old son, he's starting to be like, yeah, I really liked that girl, but she can't even cook. 
<laughs> he's like I cook better than she does you know and I'm oh, like good. yes that's yes awesome. I'm like no that's awesome that you're you're gonna be that good cook but yeah definitely don't date girls who can't cook yes yeah <laughs> you know I mean I know that they have lots of other great and they're teenagers and stuff but you know just trying to point out to him that you want to have this rural life like we do definitely finding somebody who values the same things you do yeah. is important. Yeah. He's just, he's going through the phase of he is a really good looking kid, but he's been homeschooled through high school. And now he has a really good job where he makes really good money. And there's a lot of girls out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Every, I'm, someone's always like, Oh, I, I saw your son out with so-and-so's daughter. And I'm like, Oh, poor girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> no, it's, it's definitely a good one. So I just, I flipped the last page of your book and I really love the phrase. The one thing you can control, which is a hundred percent up to you is giving your children the gift of a happy mom. Yes. I actually have that written down and posted in my room because at the end of the day, our to-do list, whatever, doesn't matter. What matters is the relationship with the kids. It doesn't matter if they can read by the time they're nine or if they're going to Harvard, like, the relationship with us and with God is absolutely 100% all that matters. Absolutely. I love it. Happy, so, it's not a good relationship. <laughs> no, I, I get it 100% because we, you know, as moms, we struggle with that a lot. And even my husband is coming to some realizations of that for himself, that the relationship he has with the kids is really based on how he's feeling about himself at the time. Yeah. So we're about to the end of our time. And one thing I like to ask all my guests is what does keep growing mean to you? Keep growing means to me, I think that on my dream board, I have all of these things I want to do. Like for instance, raising pigs, I would love to do that. (laughs) That can't happen, (laughs) at least not right now. So I think keep growing means like, just take things one step at a time. Mm. Um, For instance, like, if you're just starting out, start with the chickens. And then once you get that down and you get a routine, you know, then go on to the next thing, whatever, whatever you may be. Um, we used to have dairy goats and I thought I was going to be a dairy goat farmer for the rest of my life. I loved it. Um, and I ended up growing and going with a dairy cow instead. And, um, and I also think too, like as homesteaders, we think, we should do it all, like all mm-hmm. of the projects. Um, and it's important to remember that we don't have to. We don't have to can all of our food and grow all of our food. Like it's okay to, um, you know, buy food from a local farmer if that's what you want to do. Like you don't Absolutely. have to. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so keep growing doesn't only mean on the homestead, but I think in your mind as well um, growing and knowing, maturing and knowing that you can't do it all and you shouldn't do it all. And to just kind of figure out what's important to you and do that. That's amazing advice that you shouldn't do it all. So thank you so much for coming on and loved it. uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself. Oh, I did. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. 
Thank you for joining me today at the Homestead Education, and I hope that I have given you something to think about this week. To help others find me, please comment and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. You can also follow me on Facebook at the Homestead Education and Instagram at Homestead underscore education. Do you have questions that you would like answered or just want to say hi? Please email me at hello at the homesteadeducation.com. Until next time, keep growing.